0: Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Enjoy today's message. Hi, everybody. I'm really excited about these fall life groups that are launching over these next few weeks. I really can't think of a more important time or season in our life as a church We're coming together and connecting with people is more important so that we can grow and support one another and so that we can grow in our relationship with Jesus. And so I just encourage you to take full advantage of that for you and your family. Are you ready for the Bible today? All right. Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24 says this. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me And lead me in the way everlasting. Let's pray. Father, thanks for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. Whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on podcast. we just thank you for the opportunity to hear from you. And I just pray, God, for everyone listening today, everyone watching today, God, that you would just speak to their heart. You know exactly where they are. You know what they need today. And I pray that they would receive that. Lord, I pray for the empowerment of your Holy Spirit, God, to share what's in your heart today. Love you and honor you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, we're in this uh, new series called Moving Forward, and we've been laying this foundation about how it's really important for us to live now and to be fruitful now. And so we're talking about moving forward today, not waiting for things to change around us, but we've got to live today. The last couple weeks, I've been talking about the Holy Spirit and how we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and how God's Holy Spirit is there to lead you. He's there to empower you, to help you make an impact in the world around you. And um, if you missed any of those messages, you can go onto the podcast or onto our YouTube channel and check those out. This week, if I was to give our um, our message, Moving Forward Part 4, if I was to give it a subtitle, it would be take off your mask. Um, I know we're all wearing masks in the church right now and wearing masks in the stores and all of that. And if you're doing that, I just want to say thank you for that. Um, but I thought the subtitle would be a little bit um, ironic and fun. You know, take off your mask because I know everyone really wants to do it, even though we can't do it in our in-person services. So, you know, a mask is anything that we wear in our life that is holding us back from serving God fully, serving him totally and wholeheartedly. Anything that holds us back from being our authentic self, who God really created us to be. Masks are supposed to protect us, right? They're supposed to conceal us from our fears and from our insecurities. But sometimes we we wear masks with each other and with God to try to protect us when really what we need to be is tr- be transparent because the reality is, God is not afraid of you, and He loves you. First John four eighteen says this: "There's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out all fear, because fear has to do with punishment, and the one who fears is not made perfect in love." And the reality is, God loves you perfectly. So don't be afraid to take off your mask with God. You don't have to be afraid of him. You can come to him and know that he loves you and he's got a good plan for you. I want to show you some examples in Scripture today, and I'm going to kind of go from extremes. I'm going to start with the extreme of where people wear masks and just totally reject God, right? And then we'll move to those who wear masks to kind of partially hold back their trust in God. And then finally, we're going to go to a couple examples where people just didn't wear a mask with God at all, were fully transparent and fully yielded themselves to God. So the first example we're going to go to today is in John chapter 8, where people claimed to love God, but they were rejecting Jesus, God's son. So John 8, 42 through verse 44 says this. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me, for I have come from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? because you're unable to hear what I have to say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you do not want to carry excuse me, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Now, y'all, when I read this scripture, I'm like, man, Jesus, you are being pretty hard on these folks, right? It sounds harsh. He calls the devil their father, um, but he had pointed out back in verse 37 that they wanted to murder Jesus. They wanted to kill him, and so what he's doing is he's making a connection of, hey, you want to murder me, and that means that your father, the one who you're Reporting to the one who you're looking to, if you will, whether you know it or not, is the enemy because he is the one who comes to kill and to steal and to sh- destroy. And so and along with that, they were falsely saying, hey, God's our father. We're tight with God. And Jesus is saying, no, you're not. And so this is how Jesus concludes this conversation with them in John, same chapter, John chapter 8, verses 58 and verse 59. Very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. So, in this moment, Jesus actually reveals to them exactly who he is. He says to them, before Abraham was their ancestor from the Old Testament, the father of their faith. Before Abraham was, he says, I am. Which they know when they hear that, he's basically claiming to be God because that's what God, how God revealed himself to Moses. He said, I am, as a descriptor of who he was. And so Jesus is saying, I was there before Abraham, I'm the I am, and at this Their true selves came out, the people who were listening to Jesus at that moment. Because when they heard this, they were enraged. They didn't receive Jesus. They wanted to kill Jesus. So they picked up stones, went to stone him, and of course it says that Jesus slipped away from them. I have to admit, this scripture is hard for me. Um, Partially because my mission is to reconcile people to God. That's what it Tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 that we've been given this ministry of reconciling people to God. And to know that there are folks out there who would claim that they love God and yet they would reject Jesus, they would reject God's Son, and they would really, in their heart of hearts, not really want God, kind of breaks my heart. It, it's tough for me knowing that those are the folks that I'm trying to say, hey, uh, pleading with them, hey, God wants to be reconciled with you through Jesus, His Son. His His Son Jesus went to the cross through you, for you. Excuse me. And it's so it's tough for me because again, my mission, our mission, is reconciling people to God. But one of the things that I do see is that we never know when somebody might still change. They might still turn around, right? I think of the Apostle Paul in Scripture. Before he was the Apostle Paul, he was Saul the persecutor. And he was persecuting um, people who believed in Jesus. And no one would have saw coming the fact that Paul was going to turn around, serve God, and make such a great impact in the world around him. And so we never want to count people out. But it is important for us to know that there are t- there are people who... Just do not want to have anything with God. That's their mask. They'll say they will. They don't actually want to have anything to do with God. So, again, that's a pretty severe example where our mask, we may say that we want God, but really, truly, we don't. Now we're going to go to the next example, which is where somebody loves God, knows God, but they're still wearing a mask that needs to come off. Okay, Mark chapter 10 Verse 17 through 23 says this. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not uh, steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. You, uh, or and, and to honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. He said, one thing you lack, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come and follow me. At this, the man's face fell. And he went away sad because he had great wealth. And Jesus looked around and And he said to his disciples, how hard it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. So in this story, this man is obviously devoted to God. He was striving to be obedient, right? And he was hungry for more. He's like, what must I do to enter into the kingdom of God? And so he's striving until Jesus asked him to give up the one thing that he couldn't give up, his wealth. You see, Jesus, he found his mask. He found the thing that this man was hiding behind. He found the thing that was too important to him. And we see it because in verse 22, it says, at this, the man's face fell. It's like Jesus got to the to the heart of the issue with this man who says, I want to serve you, God. But actually, there was something that was holding him back from fully yielding to God. And that was his love for his money, his trust in his great wealth. Now. I'm going to ask you a difficult question today. What is your mask? What is the thing that's holding you back from being 100% you, the most free version of you, the most holy version of you, the most um, joyful, living light. light, and when I say light, I mean not carrying a lot of weight, and being able to just be transparent with everyone around you? For some of us, maybe maybe our mask is sin, right? Something that we know that's wrong in our lives, um, and we probably are hiding it from others. How do we how do we take off that mask? Well, it's not complicated. The Bible calls it is repenting, right? Repenting means to um, to have a change of mind, a change of heart that says, you know what. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to keep going this way. God, forgive me. I want to turn to you in this matter. When we repent, we, we bring it out into the open, and we don't hide it. We do the opposite. We bring it out, right? And we, we confess it. And James five sixteen says this, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And then again, in 1 John 1, 9, it talks about the value of confessing our sins. It says, if we confess our sins, he, talking about God, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I love Love, 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 love that scripture. Not because I used it years and years ago when I gave my heart to Jesus. No, because I have used it so many times in my life, in my journey with Christ, as um, sin and wrongdoing is revealed in my heart or my actions. I love that I can run to God and say, God, I just confess what's going on in my heart. And I ask you to forgive me. And I love this. Again, it says that he will forgive us. And he will purify us. Isn't that a beautiful picture? That's what I mean by being able to live light. Because we know that we've been forgiven. We know that he purifies us. We know that he's not holding it over our heads. So that we can walk forward in life. Not with the weight of sin on us. Maybe your mask is different. Maybe it's not a sin that is hiding in your life. Or that you're struggling with in your life. Maybe, maybe your mask is control. Where you're trying to either take control or maintain control and you just need to to let it go just let go and just let god maybe it's a relationship that you're trying to control What's happening in there or maybe something at your job that trying to maintain control or take control and you just got to back up and let God or maybe it's something going on in your own family that um, that is frustrating you or that you wish you could make be what you want it to be. And God's just saying, you just got to back up and let God be God. He's really, really good at it. The challenge with control is oftentimes control. Will, if when we try to control and we can't or we shouldn't. It creates anxiety in us. It creates fear in us. And it, it becomes this thing that we hide behind because we are trying to get things the way that we want them. And sometimes we just have to back up and just let God. You know, the, for the rich young ruler, um, money gave him a false sense of control. He didn't want to let it go. And because if he was, if, if he didn't need it, if it didn't have any control or power over his own life, he would have just been able to let it go and just follow Jesus in that moment, like Jesus said. But unfortunately, it had a hold in his life, and he he needed to have it to feel like he had control. Maybe your mask is, uh, is an idol, like money, right? Um, now, an idol is anything that you worship. Better put... In our day and age, because we, when we think of idol and worship, we think of like, a, I don't know, a totem pole or something like that that you go and bow down to. But kind of the way that we would um, interpret that today as far as our day-to-day lives and our culture is anytime we put undue attention towards something, right, where it it takes too much of our time and too much of our attention. Um, money is an example. You know, you, you don't have to have a lot of money. For it to be an idol in your life, you don't have to have a lot of money for you to give too much attention to the subject of money, and it can become an idol. Again, one of the challenges with idols is sometimes it can be a good thing or a right thing in our lives, like money. Everybody uses it. Everybody needs it. But it shouldn't have that kind of influence over our lives where it takes so much of our attention and becomes an idol. I want to give you now a couple of examples in Scripture where people didn't wear a mask. Because I want to inspire you today through God's word about what it looks like to not wear a mask with God. Because when we're not wearing a mask with God, it means that we can just be transparent with him. We've got nothing to hide. We're not afraid of what he is seeing, that we trust him implicitly. So the first example comes from John chapter 6, verse 53. It says, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Now, I'm reading the scripture to you, and you're going, okay, where are you going with this, Pastor Mike? So Jesus had this crowd of disciples around him. It was more than just his 12 disciples. It was a bunch of disciples. And um When Jesus starts talking about eating my flesh and drinking my blood, it just weirded the people out. They're like, what are you talking about? And what scripture says here in John chapter 6 is that many of his followers just kind of walked away. And the reason that they walked away was they just didn't understand what Jesus was saying. But then what Jesus does is he turns to the disciples in the context of the same discussion that he just had with them. And he kind of pushes them on it. In chapter 6, verse 67, he says, You don't want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon answered him. Simon Peter answered him. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. This is such a great scripture. It's a beautiful, beautiful picture because... Um, our commitment to God is not because we fully understand everything, but it's that we fully trust God. And you see, these disciples who are around Jesus, they didn't really understand what he was saying about eating my real flesh and drinking my real blood. And he's looking towards what would be communion and the Last Supper and all of that. They weren't really connecting with that. There's no evidence that they understood that in their mind. But what this said is, I don't have to fully understand you, God, to fully trust you, God. It's because we know enough, like at a gut level, we know enough to put our entire trust in you. And that's when we know we don't have a mask. We can just simply trust him. We don't have anything that we need to hide behind. Now, the reality is God sees beneath the mask and he just wants us to be willing um, to take them off, right? Psalm 139 is an awesome scripture where David, in the Old Testament, he writes this beautiful long psalm, again, Psalm 139, and it's a revelation about how well God knows him, that he can't flee from God's presence and that before we speak a word, uh, God already knows what that word is going to be. And David's response to Knowing that God knows him so well, knows where he is all the time, knows his inner thoughts, knows his words before he's going to say them, is this. Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24. David says, search me. Now, he just got finished saying how well God already knows him. Why is David saying, search me? It's not because God doesn't already know. What David is saying is, I don't need a mask. I'm saying, I know you already know me, and I'm saying, I'm okay with that. Search me. Look inside of me. It goes on. It says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I don't know about you. How many of us are willing to just go to God and say, God, if there's any offensive way in me, show me. I think a lot of us would probably be scared about have that conversation, but David's got this revelation of how well God already knows him, and because God loves him, and because God because David trusts God so much, he's just willing to say, "Know me, search me, and lead me in the way everlasting." It's like David cooperating with God and saying, "Listen, I, I'm I'm inviting you in." Through the mask, through anything that would hold me back. And, and I want you to know me because I already know that you do know me. And I want you to know, God, I trust you. I trust you to know me and I trust you to lead me. And I trust you to, to help me move forward, forward in my life. Because the reality is God already knows David's anxious thoughts. And David invites him in. And God already knows his offensive thoughts. And David invites God in to lead him. And I want to encourage you today to have a heart like David that just says, God, I know you know me. I know you see through any anxious thoughts, any offensive ways. I know you see through it. I want to invite you in because I trust you. I want to encourage you to follow the example of those 12 disciples who are following Jesus and that day, they didn't really understand everything, but they didn't hold it over God's head. They just said, you know what, Jesus, we know you have the words of eternal life. So we're just going to trust you. We're going to follow you. Where else are we going to go? We're fully devoted to you. There was no mass. There was nothing holding them back. So I want to encourage you today, and I want to challenge you today. Is there a mask that you need to take off? Is there something that you need to go to God today and you just need to say, God, forgive me of this sin. I need to confess it to the right person around me. I need to confess it to you and I need your purification and your forgiveness in my life. Maybe there's an area in your life where, um, like I mentioned before, you're, you're trying to control something and it's wrecking you. I just want to encourage you today to release that. And to not let it be something that holds you back to just from fully serving God with your hands free and not trying to control something. And again, you know, I mentioned idols, something that's taking your attention, that is consuming you, that you need to just let it go and just let God so you can just be free, free to serve him without a mask, free to move forward with God, not letting anything hold you back because he has freedom for you and he has life for you. Just don't let anything hold you back from serving him fully. Maybe you're listening today and you're saying, you know what, I, I need to make a commitment to God. Maybe you've never had a moment in your life where you said to Jesus with your own words, Jesus, I believe in you. And I believe you went to the cross. I believe you paid for my sin. And I ask you to forgive me. I want to be a follower of you, Jesus. If if you've never taken that moment, I just want to encourage you to do it today. Today is a great day to give your heart fully to God. Because he loves you and cares about you so much. And he's got a good plan. And scripture says he has a new life for you when you make a commitment To put your life into his hands. And so if that's you today, just go to him in your own words and commit your life to him. If you're making that decision today, I want to know about it. Would you go to victorychristian.church, click on next steps, and uh, fill out that information. Because I want to be able to reach out to you and rejoice with you. And frankly, we want to be there for you in this journey of what it means to follow Jesus. Now. I'm going to close today by praying for everyone. I want to pray for you that God will help you to know if there's any mask in your life so that you can just take off that mask and move forward. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. I thank you, God, that we can come into safe places in our lives. And God, we can talk about difficult things, sin, idols, control. God, that we can talk about these things and we can trust you because you're a loving father who wants to free us from these things. And God your word says that your kindness leads us to repentance. And so God right now even as I've been here people have heard the message today. Maybe there's something that's just a mask in their life that they just want to they want to take it off and hand it to you, Lord, right now. We hand it to you and we just say, God, we thank you for the freedom. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. And Jesus, we just hand it over to you and just say, we trust you. We trust you even though you know us completely because you know us completely and you haven't reject us, rejected us and we trust you today, God, because Lord God, we know that you have the words of life And you are who we love and who we follow. And you're worthy of it today. So God, today, we just commit our hearts to you. We thank you for your love for us. And we just pray, God, may we take off our masks as we move forward with you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, just go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.